Welcome to the latest podcast from the Stevenson Harwood employment team. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the whole series on iTunes, Stitcher and Soundcloud or by visiting our website at www.shlegal.com. My name's Beth Hale and I'm a senior associate. I have with me Parvis Ghani, an employment partner. And today we're going to look at the EU General Data Protection Regulation and how it will impact on employers. So before we go into the details, can you briefly tell us what the GDPR is and why it's important? Yeah, hi Beth. GDPR stands for the General Data Protection Regulation, which is a new law that is coming into force across Europe on 25th of May 2018. The GDPR will repeal the existing EU directive and national data protection acts that are currently in force, including the 1998 Data Protection Act in the UK, and will become directly effective in all member states of the EU. The aim of the GDPR is to harmonise, consolidate and strengthen data protection rights for individuals within the EU, as well as responding to new technological challenges. Now, we're almost certainly leaving the European Union in March 2019. Does this not make the GDPR irrelevant for us? No, it doesn't. The GDPR will certainly remain relevant in the UK, and the UK Government and the Information Commissioner's Office have both recently confirmed it is full steam ahead for implementation of the GDPR, regardless of Brexit. So the UK government has announced a new data protection bill to replace the existing Data Protection Act 1998. This will retain or replicate the provisions of the GDPR into UK law, meaning that the UK will be subject to the standards equivalent to the GDPR both before and after it leaves the EU. So all organisations should start preparing for the upcoming changes. And what are the main changes which will impact on employers and how they handle data for employees and former employees? The GDPR contains many of the same data protection principles as the existing EU directive. So, for example, employers must still fairly and lawfully collect and process personal data, and they must provide employees with information about the kinds of personal data they hold and how it is used, and keep employee personal data accurate, up-to-date, and retain it for no longer than is necessary. There are, however, some changes. Now, I would boil this down to six key changes. Number one, and perhaps the most eye-catching change, is the introduction of maximum fines of up to the higher of 4% of a data controller's worldwide turnover, or €20 million. Now, this is a huge increase on the current maximum sanctions, which is £500,000 in the UK, and it means that it is really important for business to take steps now to ensure that they will comply with the GDPR when it comes into force next year. Number two... Businesses that process personal data on behalf of a data controller, so for example payroll agents, will have data protection obligations directly imposed on them for the first time. Number three, there is a new accountability requirement which will require an employer to actually demonstrate how it complies with the data protection principles. This will require more detailed record keeping than was previously necessary. Number four, data subjects are given new and enhanced rights, including enhanced rights to access their data as well as increased rights to object to or restrict processing and, in some instances, the right to be forgotten, which will enable an individual to request the deletion or removal of personal data. Number five, the requirements for privacy notices or so-called fair processing notices have also changed. Now, these privacy notices are basically statements that are provided to staff which tells them how their data is processed. So the changes mean that all organisations will need to review and potentially amend their existing privacy notices and terms in order to include the additional information required by the GDPR. And finally, number six, for the first time, there will be a statutory obligation to notify the regulator and in some instances individuals promptly of any breaches of the rules. In relation to the lawful processing of data, employers tend at the moment to rely heavily on obtaining employee consent 
Often they do that via data protection clauses in employment contracts or in staff handbooks. Will this be effective under the GDPR? Well, the short answer is it probably won't be effective under the GDPR. Now, under the GDPR, stricter rules around consent will apply. So obtaining an employee's consent will remain a lawful basis for processing their personal data, but it'll just be more difficult to satisfy the requirements for valid consent in practice. Now, consent under the GDPR must be a freely given, specific, informed and unambiguous indication of the individual's wishes. There must be some form of clear affirmative action, or in other words, a positive opt-in. And consent cannot be inferred from silence, pre-tick boxes or inactivity. So if an employer wants to process sensitive personal data, such as medical records and details of staff sick leave, an individual's consent must be explicit. Importantly, under the GDPR, an employee must be able to withdraw their consent as easily as they gave it in the first place. When the GDPR comes into force, if employers wish to continue to rely on consent as a legal grounds for processing personal data, uh, which will be most likely in scenarios where health data is obtained, they will need to take particular care to ensure that consent is freely given, kept separate from other terms and conditions, ensure that a simple way for employees to withdraw consent is made available to the staff. Consent language is often included in data protection clauses in employment contracts or staff handbooks. However, this type of purported consent from employees may be considered invalid under the new laws due to the imbalance in bargaining position between an employee and their employer. It's highly unlikely that blanket data protection consent clauses we're all used to seeing in existing employment contracts will meet the new requirements. And what changes would you suggest employers should be making in relation to meeting the requirements for employer consent? Well, employers will not be required to automatically refresh existing consents in preparation for the GDPR. However, a review of data protection wording in employment contracts is advisable. And if an individual's existing consent is being relied upon to process data, employers will need to make sure that consent will meet the GDPR standard of consent. Now, if the GDPR standard of consent is not met, consent mechanisms will need to be altered and fresh consent obtained that is GDPR compliant, or alternative grounds will need to be found. Now, it's important to remember that a number of other lawful bases may be relied upon apart from consent. So, for example, where processing is necessary for the purposes of an organisation's or a third party's legitimate interests, or necessary for a contract with the data subject. In practice, these will be most often appropriate as a lawful ground to rely upon. Employers should therefore be looking at updating their privacy notices, revising or introducing new policies and procedures. And will the process for dealing with subject access requests change significantly? An individual's right of access to their personal data will remain largely the same as existing subject access requirements under the Data Protection Act. However, I would say there are two changes. Number one, businesses will need to provide a copy of the information free of charge and will no longer be allowed to charge the £10 fee allowed under existing legislation. Number two, businesses will also have less time to comply with a subject access request under the GDPR. So information must be provided without delay and at the latest within one month of receipt rather than the current 40 days, unless requests are particularly complex or numerous. And finally, we've already discussed reviewing and updating employment contracts and handbooks. What other steps should employers be taking to ensure compliance in time for May 2018? There are some key consideration steps that companies should be taking to prepare for 25th of May 2018. Now, I would boil this down to five key steps. Number one, carry out an audit to work out what data is collected, where it is stored, and the legal basis of processing. You might want to consider, for example, what automated profiling the business is carrying out, your mechanisms for fair processing, the procedures you have in place for handling individual requests, and for notifying data subjects or regulators of data breaches. Number two, 
I would conduct a data analysis to understand the various personal data flows and uses within the business. You may wish to use questionnaires for key departments or business units that feed into a living data map that is kept up to date. It's a statutory requirement under the GDPR to maintain a record of data processing activities, so it is a good idea to implement this early. Number three, start planning what changes are required to systems and processes in order to evidence GDPR compliance and put in place a proposal, including a timeline for introducing key GDPR actions and necessary changes required to comply with the enhanced requirements of the GDPR before 25th of May 2018. Number four, implement those agreed GDPR actions, including the relevant revisions and updates to employment contracts and handbooks, well in advance of the 25th of May 2018, as there is no transitional period during which the GDPR comes into effect. Finally, it is crucial to ensure sufficient time is available to train the people in your organisation who are involved in the implementation of the new policies and procedures on the GDPR before it comes into force. It will not be sufficient just to introduce GDPR-compliant policies and procedures if the business does not know how to interpret, implement and comply with them. Thanks, Parvis, and thanks for listening. Remember that you can listen again and subscribe to the whole series of our podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher or SoundCloud or on the Stevenson Harwood website. (laughs) 